One of the main advantages of startups is speed. You execute quickly so you can grow faster than your competitors, and then you take the incumbents down, right? That's how the story goes. Well, unfortunately, going fast and executing quickly is a little harder when you're remote because you're not in the same room. You can't get together and whiteboard out a problem, right? Remote makes it a little slower, which really matters for a startup, which is why I'm really excited to introduce our new sponsor for forward-thinking founders, Sidekick. Sidekick is a hardware device that connects remote founders with an always-on video. With Sidekick, you just turn and you talk just as if you're sitting in the same room. It's great for teams that are working on something from scratch and are working all the time founding a company. Luckily, because you're a listener of forward-thinking founders, you get Sidekick for a discount, $5 off per device. So if you're interested in having an in-person feeling, in-person environment with your remote team, feel free to go to sidekick.video slash FTF to get $5 off a device per device. So you could save up to $20, $30, $40 a month by going to sidekick.video slash FTF. So if you're feeling the remote woes, you know where to go. Sidekick.video slash FTF. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions of the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Nicholas Hubecker, who is the founder of Zoomer Company. Welcome to the show. How's it going? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me, Matt. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I am super intrigued to know what you're working on with Zoomer Company. or Zoomer, I feel like Zoomer Co. We were talking about what we should call it. Zoomer Co. has a ring to it. I'm going to call it Zoomer Co. Zoomer Co. <laughs> what, um, what is that? What are you working on? Yeah, so Zoomer Co. is kind of this collective that's popped up um, partially through like Twitter and kind of other mediums uh, like Clubhouse and some like Discord groups and some other things. Um, basically, the whole entire concept was we kept getting this question of uh, like, how do we help Gen Z without getting like okay boomered? Was something someone said one time, and uh, I think it was a really weird quote that like stuck with me. And so we were chatting about how do we help, you know, merge this gap. And so like the whole entire concept, although it sounds like we're trying to build an economy between, you know, like Zoomers and other people is really like, how do we blur that line? And how do we give people the opportunity to connect with the like makers and, you know, like really the change makers that Gen Z like are as a generation. Um, I think, you know, we're, we're labeled as a lot of things, right? Like the entrepreneur generation, the activist generation, there are a lot of things our generation is trying to do. Um, and we've come to the point that, you know, we have 
the like natural understanding of network effects that we can do some things on our own, um, but some things we can't, right? Like 43% uh, of Gen Z, I think, is over the age of 18 right now in the United States. Um, and voting is a big thing we're trying to do, but like only half of us can vote. And a lot of the people who are really excited about getting people to go vote aren't able to vote in the election this year. And so for us, it's like, how do we take these passions and ambitions that we have as a generation, these things that we're trying to do and empower young people um, to do them and help build the connections and the relationships uh, with other organizations to make that happen. And so uh, although we you know, like doing fun product drops and all these other things um, as a way of like building that network, for us really at the end of the day, it's about helping people do fantastic and amazing things behind the scenes. Um, and you might never know that we actually help do something, but like for us, it's just about creating that scale and making that change, so. So what are some of the ways that you are actively or thinking about kind of connecting um, people in the Gen Z category or Zoomers um, with people with a little more experience or kind of bridging the gap a little bit? Like what are some of the ways, you yeah. mentioned just product product drops, but what, I'm just curious how you're thinking about kind of solving Is that pretty us, big problem. For us, a lot of that's just like building the Rolodex in the right way. And so we've, we've picked a couple of things that we're like currently working on, um, some things in like the voter reform era and other, voter, like you're not voting reform, sorry, um, like getting people out to vote in November. Um, and uh, we're just trying to build those relationships, right? So we're, we're talking to multiple um, organizations and like working with them and actively helping them build stuff. Uh, and at the same time, connecting them with young people to continue doing these things and helping build those relationships. And so for right now, like really the things we wanna be doing at scale, we probably can't do for the next you know, couple months. It's a lot about like starting to build this up. Um, like this all happened serendipi serendipitously. Like we, we built a Twitter account and then we were like, okay, now like, now we actually have to do something. We like, we, it blew up. It was at first, like the website was a joke. Um, and then we were like, okay, let's finally actually put some branding and stuff to it. And so, uh, yeah. So I mean like the, the things we're, we're starting to do are building that Rolodex and the things we want to continue to do after that is finding a lot of other ways to, you know, fund and empower people. Um, and so for us, a lot of that's through, through connection and building a platform in which people feel like they can come to us and be like, hey, I want to do this. And we should always be able to say like, yes, we're going to help you do that. Um, as long as it like obviously uh, it, you know, aligns with our incentives and goals. So. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's awesome. And it's definitely a good approach, um, building the Rolodex, getting networked, et cetera. Um, how, how does, so, so how do kind of you think about the way that this started? Like, because you mentioned like, this didn't start where like you, Oh, you got together with a couple of people in a, in, a, in a room. You're like, we want to start a company. Oh, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do it. It's like it happened on the internet. And you mentioned it happened serendipitously. Yeah. Can you just describe like the origin story of this and, and what is even Clubhouse? Why? How did this get founded on Twitter? Can you, I'd love to hear just like how that yeah. happened. So for, um, for everyone who's, I guess, not in the tech bubble, Clubhouse is this uh, audio communication app. Uh, I like to kind of refer to it as um, like micro live radio. Uh, so like Twitter was micro blogging and Clubhouse is micro live radio. And uh, basically everything's just like this constant talk show or podcast that's happening live that you can just listen into. Um, and so uh, early on, I was for a good like month or two, one of the youngest users on Clubhouse and then convinced uh, Paul Ibarron to give me a ton of invites and we got a ton of other like really young, amazing people on. And about a month and a half ago now, 
um, almost two months ago, we, uh, there was this like Gen Z room that happened one night and everyone was talking, you know, TikTok, all these other things. And as it started to die down, um, Nathan uh, Bashes, um, who co-founder or founder of Hardbound, co-founder of Product Time, um, absolutely all around amazing entrepreneur, was like just chatting with us about stuff. And he was like, we just need like a board of Gen Z. And we were just, we were like, okay, like, what does that look like? What, what does a board of Gen Z mean? And so um, we were like, well, what if we actually, like, what if we do this? Kind of as like an internet meme, you know? We were like, okay, we're the board of Gen Z now. And so everyone, like, put a uh, board member, like, at Gen Z, like, in their bio. And then um, we were like, oh, well, we have to get a domain for this. So we bought a ton of domains. Um, so we own, like, a number of things, including... Uh, like Gen Z company, um, Zoomer Army, Gen Z Army, like, and then we were like, oh, Zoomer company, like Zoomer company is great. And uh, so we like bought this domain, we opened a Figma doc and just kind of like, while chatting on Clubhouse, built this uh, horrible like 1980s internet inspired like website that just has some CSS, like basically looked like a board table with all of our faces on it. And like I was doing like, horrible idea so we just put plain text it just said like gen z board uh and we just shipped it to the internet um and we linked a twitter account and people started following it and we were like oh but now we have to do something um and so that was like on a friday and then so on monday uh one of my friends wilson hobbs who's one of you know the, the founding team um wilson was just like i'm gonna post memes and so we just started posting memes and for whatever reason some of the memes did really well um and then we were like okay, well, if, we're, if these are doing well, we need a brand. And so we sat again in the Figma doc on another page and like built the, the MTV style like Z that we use everywhere now. And we were like, well, if we have a new brand, we should at least like make it a big deal and like drop a video. And so we put a video together in like four hours and, and just did this like, it was just these things where it's just like when you have people who are passionate about doing something and like just doing things together, um, these amazing things happen. Um, I think there's a ton of recent examples of like Gen Z doing that, right? I think, you know, we're a good example of a smaller team doing this. We have, you know, Gen Z Mafia, who you talked to a couple of weeks ago, um, who's also doing this. And yeah, I think it's just this, this driving force of energy that if people have it, things happen. And that's basically the, the like rollout of what happened for us. And I think it's, yeah. What do you think is the... The thing that the older generations understand least about Zoomers, like I, 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 you know, I'm 26, so like I, I would say I'm a millennial. Yeah. I'm like younger millennial, but like I kind of, I kind of get it, um, but I also don't because I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not Gen Z. So what are some things that like you wish people understood, but they don't? Like some of your superpowers as a generation? For sure. Um, so great question. I think those are two questions. Um, but yeah. So one, I think the thing that people don't understand. Um, the most is just like our our hunger for just genuine almost like real connection I think we've seen so much you know just fake bs on the internet and we have this like hunger for just wanting to have this serendipitous like real conversation with people um oftentimes like we're trying to do big ambitious things and we get talked to like we're children still and for the most part we are right like technically we're our majority like children but um there's still this want for like the actual conversation 
And in terms of superpowers, um, I think there's a lot. I think, you know, we have this natural understanding of, of network effects. Um, and, you know, some of these things that some might call natural laws, you know, Ray Dalio calls principles, like, we've seen how people interact so much on the internet that we just in the like subconsciously have picked up on these traits. Um, and we use them in like really interesting ways. Um, and I think there are things that like, we didn't really have to learn. Like we just like know for some reason. Um, I think it's one of our biggest superpowers. And then the ability to like seek to understand um, and and maybe more the ability to like filter. Um, I think we have grown so ingrained, grown up so ingrained with the internet that we see thousands upon thousands of data points like a day, maybe more like a minute to be, to be totally like chaotic there. And we understand how to pull out the information that we're looking for. Um, I think like just looking at, you know, uh, a millennial use their phone versus like a Gen Zer use their phone for the most part. Like if you take the the median of both groups, it's just like very interesting and unique, like different experience. Um, and I think the ability to use the internet like that is super powerful if done correctly. I think all superpowers are also weaknesses um, or lead to weakness, but uh, I'm, I'm very hopeful that Gen Z has started to figure out how to use it for good. And I think the things we've seen Gen Z do in the past couple of months um, on like a public level where we're making headlines has just been people using that understanding of how the modern world works for good. And so, yeah. In some ways, um, I mean, there, there's been a few things that have made it really big headlines and it almost feels like in, in many ways, Gen Z is, um, I don't know if the word's like outsmarting, but like they understand the game and they and they're playing yeah. it in a way that or you understand it. Like 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 your generation understands maybe more than some people think they do, and they play the game and then they've like won it in a way they've won the attention game, which is like it's just it makes me excited because I I see the values of uh, of like younger people and I would even even like younger millennials like let's say thirty and down you know which are most yeah. of my friends like. Um, it's just different, like different values, different interests. And it's cool to see really smart people and a smart generation figure that out and like use tools to get that out in a way that other people wouldn't have thought of, right? I think it's amazing, right? We, we have this whole like, oh my God, all the kids are addicted to TikTok. And then like literally headlines a week later are, you know, young people abuse TikTok for like ex-political gold. Um, and I mean, I think like with what happened um, with the, uh, the Tulsa rally uh, in regards to like TikTok was really fascinating. Um, not in the fact that it happened, uh, but in the fact that a, a like very large group of people, uh, in this case, like alt TikTok, right? This, uh, this like deeper, dark secret side of TikTok that like is hard to get on, um, who, has become so great at understanding who they are as a culture that they're able to affect an algorithm, right? They're able to use and abuse an algorithm to get the information to the right people, make an agreement with, you know, uh, K-pop stan Twitter, who is this like very powerful Twitter force, um, 
like behind closed doors and like no one hears about it. Like only the people who need to know that this thing is happening know about this thing is happening on the public internet. Like they think it's just mind blowing. Um, where there's just, there's just like a natural ability to just tap into these things and project this information um, in a way we really haven't seen the internet be used like that up until like super recently, at least on the more um, like top of the iceberg side, so. Yeah, it makes total sense. And it, 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 I'm excited to see kind of how the internet, how, how Gen Z continues to use the internet as they are our future, right? Like millennials are our future, Gen Z is more of the future, it's how the world works. Um, so let's kind of talk about in the short term um, for Zoomer company, what are, what are you thinking about some things you want to do? Like right now you're expanding your Rolodex. Let's just talk about the next like six months, like not, not yeah. huge vision, but just kind of short term. What could be some of the things that you do product drops, events, things like that. Like what are some ideas that you have for Zoomer co? Yeah. So we dropped the hotline. Um, basically like it was a kind of big drop for us a couple weeks ago. Um, so a lot of that, uh, being able to connect with people is like really what we're about in general. Um, and so anything that allows us to connect with people more uh, is something that we're working on. And so that's one of the big ones, um, utilizing that. So we you know, have this number, people can text. And so it's like, how can we interact with people the best? And we have everyone from you know, 60 year old CEOs of companies on the hotline to like 16 year olds who just want good memes. Um, and it's about figuring out how we can balance the two and get people to a place where we're providing that value. Um, and so I think for us, a lot of the drops and things we want to build are in regards to that. Um, how do we connect with people in these like memeified ways? Uh, and so, yeah. So for us, um, some of the little like products and stuff are all things uh, that have to do with just like getting people into the funnel. Um, I think the more people we can have the opportunity to help, the, like the larger scale we can actually help them. Um, and it's everything from like answering the question, you know, what's a Gen Z trend that's happening right now to answering the question of like, how can I help, you know, Gen Z do X, right? Um, we've, I mean, like I was talking about earlier, like the big thing we're really talking about right now and working with is, is getting people just out to the polls in November or getting, getting them, you know, to, to vote. Um, registration, right, marketing to get the right people on board, you know, gamifying the system so that everyone feels like they they do have a voice and they can make a difference. Um, and so that's really like what we're pushing for at the end of the day. Um, and that's like, yeah, that's, that's a big thing that's top of mind for us. And so a lot of a lot of our efforts being spent there. And then, yeah, lots of fun little drops to, to look forward to um, in regards of just little viral loops for people to interact with and, and connect with us for. So. And then if you go big picture, obviously it's all early, but everyone that comes on the podcast is early. So the, the future is like whatever, yeah. whatever you paint on the canvas. But if you had to, if you had to guess, you know, in, in, in 10 years, in 15 years, if it, you know, if this kind of grows and grows and grows, what do you think this could look like? What kind of force will this play in the world? And I guess what's your vision for Zimmer company and um, kind of what direction are you rowing in in the next 10, 20 years? For sure. I mean, I think uh, 10, 20 years from now, we'll be asking the same questions about Gen Alpha, um, or I guess really Gen Beta will be coming up at that time, right? Uh, which is just weird and mind boggling. Uh, but uh, 
I think for us, like our, our main goal on any impact we leave should be about blurring these generational lines. Um, I think we as humans really like to label things, um, which is great. That's how our brains function. But I think there's such a, a split between generations sometimes is where we fall into a lot of these issues. And I think anything we can do to blur those, blur those lines and then empower people on all sides. Um, and so, you know, lots of things we've talked about possibly doing are like a social good fund. Um, one of the things we're wanting to work on in the next like, year or so is, you know, having some just like entrepreneurs and residents, um, basically, but calling them like doers and residents. We just want to bring change makers together and see what happens when we can like empower them to, to have a like net positive effect. And having those people around um, at any length of time does these amazing things. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, building out 10, 10, 15 years from now, um, who knows? Uh, I think lots of like just nonprofit kind of social good work. Um, I don't think the branding will last 10 to 15 years, but I think like as a mission and as a, as a group of people, um, I, I'm hoping a lot of us are, are hopefully inciting that change um, and, you know, maybe, maybe the world will be so great 10, 15 years from now that, you know, we don't need to function anymore and that people are just have the, you know, just inherently have the tools ready at, at, you know, at their disposal to, to make the change that they want to make. So. You're just, you're almost like just leading a whole generation within which the whole goal of like, to, to yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if I want time, right? I mean, like, but yeah, you're, you, you are not leading a whole generation. You, you are, you are hoping that the impact that the zoomer company can make will mean that the zoomer company doesn't actually need to exist in 10 years for sure that and that which is kind of what i was alluding to which i think is super slick i think that's awesome yeah i mean for me success is us being able to convince one person that they can and giving them the resources to, to actually make the difference they want to make um, I mean, that's it. Like, that's that's yeah. the whole entire thing. So, and if someone if someone's listening to this and they want to they want to get involved, let's say two personas, let's say, you know, someone in Gen Z, and then they're like, "This is cool. Like, how can I get involved?" And then like, let's say a super successful CEO is like, "Oh, this this guy sounds smart. Like, I want to get involved too. Like, how can I meet? Like, how how can how can different people get involved with Zoomerco?" Yeah. So, uh, I guess really just like reach out and start talking to us. It's uh, um. Yeah, I mean, two, two easiest ones are uh, email, so team at zoomer.company, um, or uh, if you want to text our, our hotline, there are always people checking this, like, 24-7 chatting. Um, it's uh, 415-943-5125, so if you just text that, uh, we, will, we will reach out and have a fun conversation with you. Um, it's uh, U.S. only, so if you're outside the United States, I'm sorry, email will have to do. Um, there are also green bubbles, which I know everyone hates, um, but it's just the service we're using right now. We're working on hopefully getting that fixed. Uh, but yeah, just send us a text, uh, have a conversation with us. Um, we'll send you great memes, answer your questions, and would love to chat about how we can work together. All right. If you want great memes, you know where to go and a lot of yeah. other stuff as well. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, and I wish you best of luck making it happen with Zoomerco. Thanks so much, Matt. 
All right, well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of Forward Thinking Founders. If you want more of Forward Thinking, I'm excited to let you know that we now have a community. Well, it's not really a community. It's more of a city. It's called Forward Thinking City. And in Forward Thinking City, you're able to do AMAs with past guests that have been on the podcast. For example, today we just talked to Jonathan Barkle, who's the CEO of Air Garage. Um, additionally, we have the CEO of Catch, Kristen Anderson. We have Austin Allred, the CEO of Lambda School, coming in. And these are people that you can talk with, right? You can ask them questions. These are AMAs. Additionally, you're able to do happy hours with other residents once a week so you can meet other people, learn about their startups. You also have a chance to do startup office hours and get feedback on your on your startup or your product, as well as get a chance to pitch actual investors, real VCs. And this is all only for $7 a month. So if you want to support me as a creator, but more importantly, if you want to move your startup career forward and faster and get you access to guests on the podcast, other people in the city, and potentially potential investors, then go to forwardthinking.city and sign up today for $7 a month. That's forwardthinking.city. All right, see you tomorrow.